Welcome to our Leap How to Empower podcast series. In this episode, we're looking at how men and women take action to help create a better tomorrow. I'm joined today by Guillaume Power, founder of TLC Lions, whose purpose is to create more emotionally engaged workforces where employees speak up about their feelings by using the power of storytelling. It's also great to have Heather Melville here with me today, Head of Client Experience at PwC. Gin, I wonder if you could share with us what you've been doing with TLC Lions and what inspired you to create it. Sure, so thank you. I mean, my background was so I joined PwC actually back in 2014 and like many people joined as a graduate working in the city, very performance driven. And I guess for me, if you talk about things, inclusion, well-being, they just weren't a priority for me back then. I didn't think about them. Um, and it wasn't until 2015 when, you know, my own personal tragedy happened that made me start thinking differently. I was here as a graduate and from one day to the next, I realised that my dad had been murdered overseas. And from that moment on, I just realised that my whole priorities and purpose had just shifted. And what I noticed is that more and more people were sharing their stories with me. At PwC especially, I was hearing things you couldn't imagine. And I thought we need to do more to get people to speak up about these things. So fast track a few years later, I decided to leave. The reason I did is because I wanted to, I wanted more people to share their stories across the city, across the globe. And how did I do it? How did I leave? I, being PwC background, I put a plan in place. I looked at my finances. <laughs> I, you know, I looked at what I could do. But importantly, I spoke to people. You know, is there actually a need out there? And I left and I joined something called the New Entrepreneurs Foundation taking 40 kind of entrepreneurs to be. And there I really found my tribe, I felt. Um, and it was then that, yeah, I, I did my research. I spoke to people across the city and I brought together these ordinary people with extraordinary stories. You know, back in 2017, I was going around saying, you know, they're known as lions. It's my middle name and my dad's middle name. And I'd say, would you be a lion? Will you please, please? I mean, it's a lot's changed now, but I just brought these people together. And importantly for me, it's, could I find what's relevant about their story to the corporate world? And that's kind of what I was about. Brought them together, we started hosting events. First event with, was with Rothschild and Sony Pictures. You know, it was like, you don't really know how it's gonna go down. You get feedback and then since then, just a lot's happened. So that's kind of how it went. Not very structured, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, how inspiring and actually, you know, you, you talk then about, you know, leaving PDFC with a plan. Actually, lots of people leave without any plan. Um, but actually, it really is. It, it's in, inspiring. And I suppose what we've been trying over the time with PWC is to help them think more that people are empowered to share their stories. Um, Heather, sort of pre-PWC and, and during your, your time at PWC, what have you done? Can you share with us to inspire others to actually take action and think a little bit more about the gender equality? So I come from a Caribbean family of which there were three of us, um, two daughters, two sisters and one boy. Uh, my sister was a stockbroker, my older sister, and my younger sister was an accountant and I was adamant I wasn't going to follow, I wanted to be a lawyer. I wasn't going to follow them because that's what our family was. You saw their graduation pictures on the wall and that's you will be like her. Um, but one of the things that I realised very quickly, my father said I was stubborn, but stubborn with a purpose. Um, part of my story, which I don't talk about very much, is that I had a child at a very young age. I was a mum at 15. Um, and so all those years ago, I didn't tell anybody. 
No, no one in the work. When I went to work, they didn't know anything about it. I kept it quiet. And then what I realised as time went on and my career progressed, and obviously my son did really well and I was married and I had another son, is that there were so many women around that didn't let people know they were going to have babies or they had children because they felt that their careers were going to help be held back. And so the driving force for me in my career has been always been able to say to people, don't let anything get in the way of stopping you from doing what you want to do. So I lost my mum at 19, which is a really young age. It was six weeks after I got married. And so that's also driven a lot of the stuff that I do around women. So my mum was my, I guess, my mentor, the person I looked up to. And going into the workplace and feeling that as a woman and as a black woman, I could do anything that I wanted to was really important for me. And hence, that's why I started our first ever women's network in the organisation I worked during a time when people thought we didn't need networks. In fact, our chief exec at the time said, we are a meritocracy, we're not gonna have things like that. And I thought, you know what? I'm so gonna do this. If they wanna sack me, they can, because it was the right thing for people. And I guess for me, it's because throughout my career, I'd always had people who supported me in my career and as well outside, and I knew how much it helped me. So coming into PwC and seeing the amount of networks that we have around helping people, has just been phenomenal. And the thing for me is we want to help our clients, right? That's what we do. But we also need to make that experience one so that whilst we're helping our clients, we're also helping our employees. Because as we've seen with your example, is that quite often our employees become our clients or become our partners or our partners become our clients, as I've become one of PwC's employees from being a client. Thank you, Heather. And I think what both of you talked about is that you've both made change in your lives. How how can we help and you help other people make that change? I suppose what what is the one or two things you'd say that could really help them on their journey? So, so for me, it's about having real role models, not the ones that you look up to and you can't get to, but the ones that really have done something significant and making an impact and have got a journey that you can aspire to be like. And that was always important for me. So Mayor Angela was always my role model and so was Oprah Winfrey, and a bit apart from my family. And the reason for that is because of the stories they'd gone through in their early parts of their life. They've both had really tough upbringings and they both became you know, two of the world's most famous women. So for me, it was about having those. And in the corporate space, I often say, let's look for real models, real role models, rather than people who tell you they're a role model. The telling is the ones that normally aren't the role models and the ones who are living it every day are the ones that you really encourage people to look to go and look up to. And how do you help people find these people? Because cause often, you know, the hidden gems are the, are the ones that are most difficult to find. Yeah, I think what I found, especially when I was at PwC, I would actively seek mentors. And I think, you know, you can't just wait for a company to do everything for you. You've got to take self-responsibility and stand up and be courageous enough to say, I'm going to find that person I want to look after me or who I look up to. I know there are a number of partners here who I just knocked on their door and I said, look, would you mind giving me a mentoring session? They always said yes. You know, and in fact, they loved being asked, you know, as long as you're conscious of their time. And, and then it turned into reverse, reverse mentoring. And so I thought doing that and also finding those leaders for me who are not just intellectually engaged in topics that are close to my heart, but emotionally engaged. You know, we're sat here talking about these topics because we get it, we felt it. And I think when I found individuals both in and out of the workplace who connect to something emotionally, they're so far behind it and I admire them. 
because when you put passion plus drive, I think the results are just incredible. Well, it's interesting because when you spoke at the beginning about employees telling their stories, one of the things that I did when I set up our network was around telling stories. And I decided I'd be a little bit innovative and I created a little book of our inspirational role models. Now, when I did that, I did it for one purpose only, was to really showcase the people who in our organisation were doing things where they were giving back. Now, some of the senior people were really put out what they because weren't in the book they weren't in the book which was great because when they came and approached me what do i have to do to get in that book and i said well have a look at some of the people who are in the book look at some junior people who are doing some phenomenal things that you don't know about look at the impact they're having but also the senior people who are really supporting sponsoring and i use that word sponsoring because it takes a lot of guts and courage and faith for a senior person to really sponsor someone quite junior because you're actually putting your neck on the line for that individual. And actually, when I look at some of the things they do outside of work, for me, that's why they wanted to be in that book. And we ran that book for two or three years. And just today, I had a conversation with our guy, my colleagues in marketing about, I'm going to create a little book like that within PwC. Because I think it's really important that people know mm -hmm. who are the real trailblazers. And sometimes they're the silent people. Yeah. And the stories that people have had going up, we've all had some tragedy in our lives, which has shaped us to be the people that we are today. And I just think more people need to hear those stories. I agree. And I think some people feel that they aren't inspirational, even though they are. Their stories are amazing. And I think what I'm seeing work well as well is where people speak out about leaders in their organisations who've inspired them, even if they don't want to do it themselves. And that's been powerful. Um, yeah, because I mean, even going back to those, you know, mentors, sponsors, whilst I was in the firm, those relationships have continued since I've left. Mm. You know, so mm. some of them are still working here. Some partners have later gone on to retire. And that's so nice that you can forge that relationship internally and continue it afterwards. Mm. Yeah. I think there's something to add to that as well, which is that you as an individual are responsible for nurturing those relationships mm. as well. I see it quite often when people say, can you mentor me? And I go, right, who are you mentoring? So I haven't got time to mentor anyone. And then I play it back and I said, okay, so I haven't got time to mentor you as well. Mm. My thing is, I will support you if you're supporting someone else, because you've got yeah, to play it forward and we've got to keep that going. And so for me, I have people, when I started work at 16, that are still in my life today, all those years later, and that I don't make a decision about my career without speaking to them. But they have also come to me and said, oh, I've got this challenge going on. They may be much wiser than me. They may earn huge amounts of money more than I do. But the relationship that we've built is based on trust and respect. Yeah. And those kind of relationships take years to build and they are two ways. So I think it's the other side of that is really, you mentioned reverse mentoring. Mm. And I think that is just so powerful and people underestimate the power of when you have that kind of relationship with somebody quite senior from a completely different industry where it's trusted, where you can really, mm. really showcase they learn from you. So true. I mean, and especially when the mentor mentees are from different backgrounds. They act. I know here, Sally Cosgrove, one of the partners, you know, she, an official mentor, you could say. It was a lady here at PwC who, you know, we started sharing our own stories together. I had no idea what it's like for, let's say, you know, a woman climbing up the ranks, you know, her own personal story. And it's phenomenal to have a, a mentor who's also not too similar to you, mm. to understand what's it like for somebody else. 
in their shoes. I did a reverse mentoring session for six months with my group chief exec at the bank I worked at. Mm. And it was phenomenal because we spoke about parts of our life that neither of us actually thought we would ever share, which was that brought the trust into the relationship. But the other thing it meant that we could have a very open conversation, which we did on video, that people could also hear. And by them hearing us having that conversation, it made them feel empowered to go off and have the conversation as well. And I think there is a lot of significance and importance when you can have that relationship with somebody at a senior level. And it's not about the seniority, it's about the people, it's about listening. So for us, one of the big things was really, what does it really feel like to be a black woman? Mm -hmm. And I said, probably the same as it feels for you to be a New Zealand man. And we, you know, we had that kind of open mm. conversation. And for me, that's the start of it all, because then people were saying, wow, when you gave your answer and he gave his answer back, that pulled us into the conversation. So I think the whole thing about reverse mentoring is also about having open and honest conversations. Uh, it has to be trusted. I mean, I went to our legal team to say, look, we need to sign a contract here. And they went, absolutely not. He wouldn't have done this if he didn't trust you. So I think in the early stages, it's really important that the things that you discuss mm. stay within the bandwidth of the two people that are involved. Absolutely. And, and Heather, you've just talked about one example that has inspired change in others. Gian, have you got an example of, of someone whose story you've heard that, that has actually created change for other people? Yeah, I mean, there are a few in mind. One I will mention is a gentleman called Kevin Hines. I don't know whether you've heard of Kevin, but he jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and survived. So he's one of few in the world. And he was over in London and we met for breakfast recently. And honestly, you only just meet some people I was just, everything that came out, I thought, this is amazing. Not just something happens in your life, you know, you want to do positive change for yourself, but to do it for others. Now he's getting netting put on the Golden Gate Bridge as of 2021 to reduce it to zero suicides, the number one spot in the world. He's commissioned research. And just to look at somebody like that, it's just phenomenal. So another example is a young man called Ben West. He's 18 years old, university in his first year and in January 2018, um, very normal Sunday night at home, he heard a scream at home and went into his brother's bedroom and his brother had ended his own life. Now they knew that his brother had depression, but you know, he just thought it was his brother. He didn't really think much of it. You know, he's a little bit down now. And he talks so much now about, you know, we don't often show the people closest to us how much we love them. And if he could go back in time, and go upstairs and tell his brother that he loved him. Maybe he'd be here today. And it's just so important. We think that the people closest to us will always be here. Mm. It's not guaranteed. And yeah, I think the work he's doing now, he's inspired thousands of people. He's doing work in parliament. You know, I've taken him on to mentor him myself. Because I think if we can find that talent, especially at 18, who is, you know, empowered and making change and empowering so many others across this country, I mean, he inspires me. He really, really does. And uh, picking up on that's really interesting. I was running our graduate induction for our April joiners on Monday and my daughter rung up because she'd had a German oral. And I quickly took the call and I was sitting next to someone. And, and as I was finishing the call, I said, I love you. And she said that back. And actually, the bloke sitting next to me, he said, do you always say that to your daughter? And I said, yeah, because I never know that that God forbid, will be the last conversation. And he said, you know what? I never said that to my mother. I'm going to ring her after this and say the same. And actually, it is those little things that probably because you've had some disaster in life, you do anyway. But so true. you just don't know, do you? Because I mean, I'm the same now with my mum, with my sister. Did I used to say it before? But since dad's gone all the time, 
you know, and I suppose that comes back to trying to see the positives and the good in the darkest of times and how to like, yeah, to scramble your way out. And I've learned so much since I'm sure we all have um, of never taken anybody for granted. I think one of the special things for me is when I hear people talk about their experiences. So, so I run some things which I call surgeries across the business, um, half hour sessions with people. And it's surprising the things that they'll come in and talk to me about. And for me, it's really important that we do that because people bring a different side into work. Mm. You know, they're, they're dealing with a lot of stresses outside. And actually, when you find someone that you can talk to, know that actually it's really important that that individual feels trusted. They feel that the conversation they're having is valued, mm -hmm. but also what you've then done by you listening to them, you've played it forward for them to listen to someone else. And I think in these turbulent times, leaders particularly have to make time to do this stuff. It's not rocket science, it's an important part of leadership. We need more leaders like that, who want to empower people to speak out and take action and be their full selves. But also, you know, just to be there in the tough times, it doesn't take anything to ask people how you are and you'll give 10, ten times back as well. There's something very special about the culture in PwC. I'm four and a half months in and what I realise is the people that work here actually really do care. And I've seen that my own self because I've worked in the city across many industries. And there is something you feel from the first day you walk through the door. That you these meet people. Francis on the front desk. Absolutely. Absolutely. But even the general people, I think there's a value is respect, which means that this is a safe environment that you can really be yourself. Mm. And I think that's really important. Exactly. And, and look, we could go on forever, OK, because it, it's a really, obviously, important subject. If I was to ask both of you your sort of one tip for either the employees or the employers about how we can share more. For me, it's, it goes down to senior leadership. Please show your own vulnerabilities and share your stories because the environments are not going to be created otherwise and people will not follow in the footsteps. So please share and be courageous enough to do that. And for me, it's about listening, really listening. So we're all tempted when you're busy that someone's talking to you and you're doing something else. When someone takes the time to come and be vulnerable with you, give them that space. Because, you know, 10 minutes of your time actually can save someone's life. And I think that's really important. I'm sad to say that that brings us to the end of another podcast. Gian and Heather, thank you so much for sharing so openly with us your stories and hopefully providing our listeners with some useful tips about being open in the workplace and how that can inspire others to create change. If you'd like to find more about what Gian does and the TLC Lions, visit their website. And don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with our further episodes. Thank you for listening.